here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.2 FM in Tohoyando. It is five minutes before five o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Kayas Tolle, who's an independent analyst. So the South African National Treasury has banned Bain and Company tendering for public sector contracts for the next 10 years. Uh, Treasury said the reasons for the ban was that the consultancy firm was engaged in corrupt and fraudulent practices in relation to a SARS contract. Kaya, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. So I see that a lot of people have welcomed this, but what does it mean over the next 10 years for companies such as Bain and Company? Good afternoon to the listeners. I think the importance of this action that was actually undertaken a few days ago but only became public today is that it probably represents the most decisive action undertaken against a big multinational company. It's also quite important for us to note that it is not National Treasury that initiated this but actually the British government started doing this long before we did in that we had someone in the British Parliament who said that on the basis of what Bain had done in South Africa, they shouldn't be able to tender for public sector contracts in the United Kingdom. So while South Africa has been slow to respond in a similar manner, it's quite important that an organization like Bain understands that there will indeed be consequences to the things that they did in the country like ours. So, so does this mean that we could see more companies being banned on the basis of what has come out of the State Capture Commission of Inquiry, or is that the anticipation that has been created? No, we do not expect to see many more companies being treated the same way. Unfortunately, in the South African context, we tend to uh, prefer to move on from the conflicts of this nature rather than confronting them head-on. So everybody is happy to simply say, well, if somebody did something wrong and they paid off the, uh, paid back the money that was due to them, then we happy to just let them go. Ironically, it was at the Zonda Commission where this very dangerous precedent was actually re-emphasized in that Zonda stood, said them, and he actually declared that McKinsey had paid back the money that they'd stolen from Transnet, and that seemed to be the get-out-of-jail card for McKinsey itself. Similarly, at Deloitte, Deloitte and um, ESCOM had discovered that some contracts had been uh, entered into under very strange circumstances. And rather than ESCOM chasing after Deloitte and recovering the money, they simply accepted a settlement offer from Deloitte. And then a few um, months later, actually appointed them as their own external auditors in spite of what had been discovered. So South Africa doesn't have a very good track record of holding private sector companies accountable. This is a once-off event. It's not a trend. Well, we saw back in 2018, for instance, with the Auditor General banning KPMG from auditing public institutions. And back then, I thought that Perhaps this means that we could see more and more of this happening. And But back to your point, and actually backing you up here, is that actually doesn't happen that way. No, because what tends to happen in South Africa is that we may lobby for the, private, for the public sector to do something. So we could lobby, for example, an organization like the Auditor General or National Treasury to ban these companies from undertaking and contracts that will lead to them getting some largesse from taxpayer resources, but we are completely paralyzed when it comes to the private sector, and the private sector is where the bulk of their business is actually derived from. So even an organization like Bain, they may still be able to survive and be remarkably profitable. 
for the next 10 years on the basis that, unfortunately, the accountability within the public, public sector and the private sector is not our strongest point. So there'll be a lot of corporate entities that, on one hand, profess that they're committed to issues of integrity and anti-corruption, and on the other hand, are very happy to hire Bain in order to execute on their contracts. Do you think that any private entities in South Africa will heed that call from the acting DG, Ishmael Mamonyeth, that they shouldn't be doing business with Bain? No, they will not. And unfortunately, the strongest and the biggest lobby group or the biggest alliance of business in South Africa, which is Business Leadership South Africa, actually has formed the opinion that Bain has um, essentially recovered from its mess and that Bain ought to be forgiven. So we do know that they were re-embraced as members of the Business Leadership Network on the basis that all the other businesses saw nothing wrong with how what Bain has done or if they did some, see something wrong, they were now comfortable with the fact that Bain had repented enough. So obviously when that happened, all of us were questioning how all of these other corporate entities would form the view that Bain is good enough to be a member of their own that they must embrace. And in fact, the only reason Bain is not a member of PLSA today is because in light of the public backlash, it was Bain that then decided to resign again from that structure. So if you can imagine that our biggest corporate entities feel that this is an entity that they can embrace, it's difficult to imagine that they'll start firing them on the basis that you and I are unhappy with what Bain did. And it was Busisi Mavuso who actually defended them. Thank you so much, Kayas Tolle, the independent analyst. And Busisi Mavuso has also now resigned as a board member of ESCOM. It's five o'clock.